This is news that you can use for Monday, February 20th from uh, Car Edge with your hosts, Zach and Ray. I do apologize for the uh, audio and uh, hearing issues that I had. And yes, I finished well, my hopefully, hopefully we're coming through loud and clear. Now let us know, folks, if there are any audio issues. Sorry about that, Dad. We're going to kick things off. With Ford news, because what a better way to start a Monday than Ford's own CEO, Jim Farley, coming out and saying to all of his employees, all of his shareholders, hey, guys, we've got issues. We've got to change them. We've heard this story before, but but now with a maybe a renewed sense of urgency, I'm going to run you through some of the stories here, Pops. Let me let me pull it up first. I just want to set the stage. We have Ford leading the pack when it comes to recalls already in 2023 bmw has five recalls so far in 2023 but right behind them with 389,000 vehicles impacted ford has five recalls and just recently dad i'll start sharing different screens ford f-150 lightning impacted by separate battery issue because they had a previous battery issue we have a ford assembly plant that has had production paused for a couple days now this is a production plant for the 2023 ford escape we also have dad bronco sports and ford escape owners that are suing ford over i think this was a where was it where was it yeah handful of 2021 expeditions navigators escapes broncos this had to do with a crack and leak in the fuel inside the engine compartment oh and we also have dad a 2023 yeah. transit uh, recall going on right now. And 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 just to, to put perspective here, Ford's own CEO saying corporate inefficiencies are growing back. Ford is shocking the industry with just how difficult it can be for them to actually produce vehicles. Are you surprised by this? It's not how difficult. It's how inept they are. Okay. And they, like the to blame it on a hundred years worth of corporate culture that keeps seeping into all the things that they do. Um, And that my friends is merely an excuse. Okay. Uh, They, there is, there is a culture in place at Ford that, well, people don't really care. I mean, yeah, there are people there that do care. Apparently there's not enough people there that care and and so these ugly issues arise all the time. And, you know, last year, uh, Farley said it cost them $8 billion in profit uh, through all these inefficiencies, through all these issues, through all these errors. It cost them a billion dollars in profit in um, warranty and recall work. And they're they're you know they're off to their typical start for 2023 um they still have the same issues uh this is farley's third year if and and i know uh, bill ford has has great faith in mr farley um yep. but if you can't get a handle on this in two years why would you believe you're going to get a handle on this in three years um yeah. Oh, great. They can identify it. They just can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's the unfortunate reality here, Dad. And the reason this is today's number one story is we are at the one-year anniversary from Ford announcing Model E. This was the one-year anniversary from when they split Ford into two separate 
business units, one for internal combustion mm -hmm. engine vehicles and one for electric vehicles. And, and you just see how challenging it is for them to actually, I don't know, operate this business, their internal combustion engine business, while also starting to start a new business, their EV business. We document Ford a lot. We we track the auto industry religiously. I would not be surprised that we, I, I know I came out with a video a couple of weeks ago on the main car edge channel talking about how this could be the, the death year for Ford. I just don't see how they turn, how they write the ship. It's a year after that decisive moment. That could be a make the company moment. And we're here a year later and Farley's coming out. Headline in auto news, headline in Ford authority, headline across the industry is Ford CEO comes out and says, we don't, we don't, we don't know how to run our, we don't know how to operate our business. We, we have inefficiencies. We have challenges. We have too many costs. That's a year after that big make the company moment. I'm just shocked, honestly. Shocked they haven't been um, able to turn it around at all. I, I, don't, I, I don't know that shock would be the right term. Um, you know, it, it's, it is hard to adjust uh, the in, inefficiencies within a corporation um, as large as Ford. Uh, that has been around as long as Ford. You know, th th you could have a manager who says, we have to change this, and, and he gives the specifics yep. of what need to be changed and how it gets changed. And then there are people down the line who will say, yeah, that's a great idea. I was here long before Jim Farley got here, and I'll be here long after Jim Farley's gone. And and so he can say whatever he wants to say, but I'm not doing anything different than what I've done. And until they purge themselves of those people and yeah. trust me, they are knee deep in those people. Uh, nothing's going to change. It's just. It's human nature. Um, you know, I used to when I ran dealerships. My dear friend Glenn, huh. and you know Glenn, okay. I know Glenn Bob, and, yeah. and yeah, Glenn Bob, and and you know if we would get like a new used car manager, a pre-owned manager, and the new pre-owned manager would come in and say, "This is how we're going to do things now." I mean, Glenn literally would sit there at the sales meeting and look at the new used car manager and say, "Just, I just want you to know." I was here before you got here. Trust me, I'm going to be here long after you're gone because you're not going to last all that long. And, yeah. and you know, shame on me for not getting rid of Glenn Bob, but I love Glenn Bob. He's my buddy. Uh, you know, I figured I could eventually get through to Glenn Bob. Um, you know, so it's you, you, you have to deal with those people who are just so entrenched in an organization that they never yeah. feel threatened, that they never feel as if they have to change or embrace any change. And, you know, yeah. how many hundreds of thousands of employees do they have? You know, how are they going to change of thousands? <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, no, I hear you. But it is, it is surprising to me, Dad, that a year later you still have this many headlines. You have this many articles being written you have leadership coming out and continuing to to you know say poo poo on the things that i guess maybe also i need to recognize that things move a lot more slowly than probably anyone wants them to and so this this sure. transformation that's happening at ford you know it's just going to take even longer but i thought it was an interesting story to kick off with dad the other thing that i thought was super interesting go ahead yes well i was going to say there was another issue that i i read in part of one of the articles i don't know which article it was yeah um 
you know, about how they want to get on the EV side of things, they want to get that up to an 8% profit margin. Um, well, considering the fact that they lose money on every one that they build at this point, how do they do that? You know, if if all this nonsense is so entrenched, um, and even though they're starting a separate business, um, there, there's so much, so many issues associated with uh, acquiring the parts and the materials and everything that it is that they need, that if, if, if they're losing money allegedly on every one of the EVs that they now build and, and wholesale to their dealers, hell, how, how do you ever get that to an 8% profit margin when at, at the moment it's at a 0% profit margin or it could be at a negative 1% or 2% profit margin? Um, you know, there's wonder, some big issues I wonder what the address. I wonder what the accounting is for this. It's like, Maybe you can increase your profit margin on day zero when you when you wholesale the car. But then do you how do you realize then the warranty work you have to do on that, you know, five years later? Interesting to me how they think about and how they can maybe cook the books a little to make things look better than they actually are. Well, you know, the truth of the matter is, and I've said this forever and ever and ever that I was in the business, you know, they they maximize their money. Okay, the day they invoice the car to the dealer. And once the dealer has the car, then the clock starts ticking as to how much more it's it's going to eat into the to the profit that they had because they're going yeah. to have warranty issues, they're going to have warranty repairs, they're going to have recalls. Those are all things that eat into the profit margin that was built into the vehicle when they wholesaled it. So they they actually start losing money the day they invoice it to the dealer. They maximize their profit, and that day is also, also the day that they start subtracting from that profit. Now, I, I am sure yep. there are actuaries out there that have figured out what the average warranty cost will be by vehicle, but as we know... They took a billion-dollar hit the profits last year because of all the recalls and issues that they've had. So yeah. you might you you might have to throw out all the statistics that the actuarials actuary people came up with um, to figure out how it's going to impact their their profit per vehicle. Just to put this into context again, the reason it's a lead story today is because you go to the foremost automotive publication in the industry yes. and this is the headline story farley yes. ford's dysfunction has returned yeah. i mean you 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 don't have to look that far with these guys you really don't well you know the fact that they would frame it as, as it's returned uh, you know the, it, 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 it it's not that it's returned it had it during a previous administration when alan mulally was the ceo they, they kind of got it under control. Well, he left in 2014, if I'm not mistaken, you know. And so it's been nine years or eight years. And, you know, their excuses, well, it kind of grew back. Well, it doesn't just grow back. It means it was never gone in the first place. Um, you know, the managers that allowed that type of stuff to happen uh, in the past were yeah. still in a position to allow it to happen once Mulally left the company. So... It's 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 it hasn't returned. It never left. And that's yeah. that's what they have to come to grips with. 
it's 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 not something that oh my god it reared its ugly head again it's always been there yeah hey let's switch gears i want to talk about the used car market i know dad you've got some really 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 interesting news from uh, the big public dealer groups uh, yes. new car sales and and new car prices we expect them to come down over the year and that's not just us that's them i want i want to actually start on the used car side of things because i was doing some reading before we hopped on the show so every single month our friends over at Cox Automotive, they put out a mid-month Mannheim Market Insights report. Mid-month, okay? And it's a video and it's pretty boring. No offense to the team that puts it out. But the yeah. data, they provide the data in a PowerPoint format. And there was something in here. This data, this, you really got to dig. This data is incredible, Dad. I'm going to jump all the way down. We, we should all be familiar at this point with this visual. This is the Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index. This yes. is reflecting, and you can see the big spike up that we're currently experiencing right there. This is reflecting wholesale used vehicle prices at the Mannheim auctions. Mannheim doesn't yes. sell every vehicle, but they sell an awful lot of them, and they have seen wholesale values go back up. We can corroborate that with literally everyone that we talk to. Black Book data has started to show it as well. Now, look yes. at this, Dad. This is the data that I want to start looking at way more often. Used retail listed price and week over week change. There's a lot to unpack on this chart here, but this is where things get way more interesting for us. People yes. that are actually going to go buy used cars, not at the dealer auctions. This goes all the way back to July, Dad. And you can see back in July on a week over week basis, used car prices were going up each week over $500 on the retail side of things. I'm looking yes. way over here at the beginning of my y-axis, then they went down, then they went up, then they went down, then they went up, then they went down, then they went up. Look what happened at the beginning of this year. Retail used prices, the blue line, dropped by about $1,500 a week at the start of 2023. A week, folks. They were dropping $1,500 a week. Look at that. Each wow. week dropping. Now they've come back up. But actually, retail prices are starting to drop once again, okay? So over the course of a week, we saw uh, prices go down over $1,500. They started to go back up again, blue line. Now they've started to come back down again. So the story here, the idea that used car prices are going back up, isn't necessarily true for retail prices. Retail prices probably will go back up as a result of these used wholesale used car prices going back. But I, when I looked at this, that I was like, wait, this is super interesting. This is way more valuable than us prognosticating, hey, here's what we think the impact of changes to wholesale values is going to be on retail values. Curious what you think, looking at that. I First time I've seen that type of weekly retail data, prices did collapse at the beginning of the year. Well, as, as, as would have been expected, um, but I also think what it points out is as as wholesale values were going up again and retail prices were coming down, it, it, it and, and even now we're seeing a, a slight downward trend again in the in the retail pricing. It, it, yep. it, to me, that speaks to the compression in in profit margins that we're going to see moving forward. Even if the dealers have to pay too much to get the cars, they know that they can't mark them up in the same manner as when they were buying them for less because the banks just won't finance that anymore. And the people don't have enough cash to make up the difference. They don't have enough cash to put down yep. to make up the difference. So the only way the dealers can continue to sell those cars is to compress their margins 
and and keep the pricing somewhere in in the realm of what a bank would agree to write a loan for a payment that the customer can afford so it it's it's an unusual situation in the sense that the dealers are going to have to pay more but they understand they're going to have to make less on the cars that they're paying more for in order to still be able to sell the cars to those people who are out there that might want to buy cars. It's really um, a, a rather unusual conundrum uh, for the industry, you know, because typically if, if wholesale values are going up, well, retail values are going to go up rather quickly. But if banks won't finance it, and if people can't afford the payment associated with it, then the the dealer has to to lower their margin. It, it's really it, these are these are some of the most unusual times in the car business that I've ever had the privilege of witnessing. It is just um, it, it it it's an anomaly. Uh, when you look at what all the historical data has shown to be what what normally would happen. Definitely, Dad. And it's yeah. different for different automakers. Let me pull this up on the screen. Brand strength at wholesale. I Again, you really have to dig to find this information. I wish this stuff was more easily accessible. Nearly half of the major brands demonstrate appreciation seven weeks into the year. Luxury brands are clearly underperforming the market overall. Tesla's new vehicle pricing has taken a toll on wholesale values, a.k.a. the waterfall effect is visible. Let's start at the bottom, Dad. I'll zoom in here. Tesla prices at the wholesale auctions so far this year are down 9%, 8%. They're 8% okay. below uh, uh, where they let – me, let me reread this. I want to make sure I get this right. Yeah, the strength. So, so far this year, they've gone down 8% in value. BMW okay. prices so far this year have gone down 2.5% in value. Volvo prices this year down 2% 2 in value. Mercedes-Benz, et cetera. And then you have brands that have appreciated. Subarus have not depreciated so far this year at the wholesale auctions. Ram, surprisingly enough, have not depreciated. Mazdas have not depreciated. Lexus have not depreciated. Kias have gone up. 1% in value. Toyotas have gone up 1.6% in value. Fords, for whatever reason, have gone up 1.8% in value. Jeep, Hyundai, Chevrolet, Nissan, Honda. Hondas have gone up 3% in wholesale values so far this year. So some automakers, their vehicles are experiencing depreciation, normal depreciation at the wholesale used car auctions, and others aren't. And if there's a trend and a pattern here, Honda, Nissan, Hyundai, Toyota, Kia, it's it's your mass market cars that people just want to be able to get their hands on. And the, it's your mass market cars, new cars. Their new cars are in the shortest day supply of, supply. of yep. all the manufacturers. So that impacts the the wholesale values of them. And that's why you see some appreciation. Tesla's depreciation is is easy to understand because they they lowered the price of their vehicles upwards of 20% or 15 to 20% at the, at the beginning of the year. Well, of course that has to have a negative impact on the values of older ones. Uh, yep. You know, there's no way around that, but, but they, they, they raised or they lowered the prices to gain more new car market share. 
um, you know, it, it, and, and we said it at the time, this, this was to a certain degree a slap in the face of, tes- of current Tesla owners because if they wanted to get out of their Teslas at some point, they were the ones that were going to get going to be caught holding the bag. They were the ones that were going to take the loss. Tesla isn't okay. Their customers are. Um, So, but that's, that's the reality of the the Tesla situation. Absolutely dead. All right. One other story that we need to cover and then a few comments in the chat that I want to pull up. So pops, we had the big public groups. They came out with uh, obviously earnings over the fourth quarter. Dad, a couple interesting comments that were found here. First and foremost, supply at the major mm-hmm. dealer groups, AutoNation, yes. Asbury Group, One, Lithia, Penske, and Sonic all have increased materially from where they had been. And the other big piece to this puzzle, Lithia CFO Tina Miller said she expects Lithia's average new vehicle gross profit will continue to moderate this year as supply and demand trend back toward pre-pandemic levels. Miller said... An assumed decline of $200 in that metric for each month throughout the year would move Lithia's average to $3,800 by the end of 2023, which would be, quote, a little above pre-pandemic levels. All of the executives at these major auto dealers, the world's largest, are all coming out and saying, hey, we are going to make less money on new cars sold in 2023. This is a big story because it's not just us talking about it or other people on the Internet talking about it. These are the executives from those companies to their shareholders saying, hey, the months and years of over earning, they're going away this year. And these are the people that that, you know, probably on almost a daily basis have conversations with every one of the major manufacturers out there because they they have so many of those brands in their in their dealership groups. Um, So, you know, these folks really really have their fingers on the pulse of what's going on. So if you You take, you would hope, (laughs) well, trust me, they've got billions invested. They, they, they get a little more information than you or I might, but it was interesting to me that they, at least Lithia for the most part said, Hey, we're going to have more cars we're going to have to become more motivated when we're selling cars. So we're going to have to sell them for less. And they said they expect the manufacturers to increase the incentives to the buyers out there, to the retail customers out there, which will also help make the cars more affordable. They understand these major players understand that there's an affordability issue that there's going to be an inventory issue in that it's going to continue to go up and there's going to be a pricing issue that they're going to have to all figure out ways to sell for less. So if Lithia says we expect our gross profit on new vehicles to go down about $200 a month, that's $2,400 in the course of a year. So it's going to drop down to about $3,800. That gives you some idea that they were up around $6,200 in gross profit per new vehicle sold. But that, think about the percentage drop that is. That's huge. That is absolutely huge. Now, what it means is, I think, if you can read between the tea leaves, as you like to say, um, I, I think that that bodes well for consumers 
throughout the course of the year. I mean, they're telling you right now that new car you're looking at today and what we're asking for today is going to be about $2,400 less if you wait and buy it in December. So there there is light at the end of the tunnel for American consumers. Now, whether or not they can wait that long um, is another story, but the longer people wait, based on what these these CEOs are saying, the the deals are going to get better for them if they can if they can maintain some patience when it comes to buying a car. Not us this time. It's them. And we, you know what? We're going to believe them this time. We're going to believe them when they say profits are going to go down. Dad, I want to turn to the chat here for just a quick second. Congratulations to Edith. Thank you, Mario and Zach, on helping to obtain my Honda Pilot truck. So Edith has been a longtime member of our community. Pops, Edith worked with Mario on our team for the Car Edge Concierge program. Very cool. Uh, One of the few people that we've been able to help with that. So Edith, I'm so glad to hear that. Congratulations on getting your vehicle. And if you're interested, if you're watching the show and you're interested in Car Edge Concierge, just go to caredge.com slash concierge. We are operating on a wait list right now. Um, So please submit your information and we will see if we can help you. Dad, I want to give Schmitty to go a shout out. Finally got my 2023 Silverado HC, $4,000 below MSRP, market value for my trade, and, and 2.99% for 60 months. That's incredible. In yeah, that's a good market. deal today. Thank you for two yes. years of education, entertainment, and the journey. Schmitty to go, please do not go. Please stay a part of the community, and congrats on a job well done. <laughs> And then, Pops, I also want to mention Habib here. Uh, can I still get the coach discount if I just bought a few days ago? Pops, today's President's Day, and we are actually running a promotion over on CarEdge.com. So anyone who signs up for the Car Edge coach plan, so if I go to CarEdge.com and if I scroll right down, it's the plan with our dear friend and coach Ashley here. If you sign up for Car Edge coach, it's typically $99 for three months of uh, having us in your back pocket helping you navigate the car buying process but now it's 69 dollars through the end of february and for you habib if you send us an email help at caredge.com we will absolutely refund you and put 30 dollars back in your pocket we've got some big things coming out this week super excited about it so stay tuned for that as well okay i will i'll 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 stick around <laughs> thank you Bob. So i appreciate now, it let me, hey well let, let's call let it a show you. Oh, yeah, but before oh, go we ahead. go, can I ask you a quick technical question? Because in You'll about be fine 14, for the next show. Yeah, I was going to say in, the, in about 14 minutes, I have to go on the, the other channel. And if I leave everything the same, I should be okay. Is that what you're saying? Well, You'll this, be A-OK. Sorry true. again. about. Yeah. This is interesting. So this means moving forward, I don't need my, unless we have more than, unless it's more than two no, people. No, I think it's fine. No, I think it's fine, Dad. Um, there was a button that I don't think we used to press to remove. Sorry, guys. This is now just like technical yeah. detail. This is this is tech troubleshooting with a dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a noise, an echo cancellation button, and you had it checked. So I think you're fine. I think there won't be any issues. So you should be good to go, Dad. Well, I, you know, I haven't seen anything in the comments that would indicate that there were any issues, but I was just, I'm just concerned. So I just yeah, need no, to good. make sure no, that no, echo can I'm loving it. Hell, I, I could hey, put my Jorge's hearing aids in and then I could really hear. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should do that. Jorge wants to know if yeah. we're affiliated with an auto transport company. No, I literally asked the team today, 
if I can set someone up, we've got a few folks that are asking us like, Hey, can we be car edges preferred auto transport company? And I've just been too busy to take the phone calls. So I'm, I'm, I'm asking some people on the team to help me out with that. We are not affiliated with a car transport company, but likely sometime in the near future, we will be trying to get some discounts for our, for our community. Pops go enjoy your show. It's over okay. on car edge electric. So for those who are unfamiliar, just go in the YouTube search bar, search car edge electric it's going to be pops it's going to be justice i'm going to watch i'm going to tune in i'm also going to try and get a haircut so fingers crossed i can do both well uh, may i say the haircut at this point is more important than than listening and watching uh i'm just saying Thanks. you know now maybe if i had that much hair i i i would do what you do and just let it get unruly like that but you know you yeah you look yeah. handsome either way anyway thank you everybody for being here today <laughs> Zach and I will be back here again tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, with more news that you can use from CarEdge. Um, have a great day, everybody, and I'll, I'll see you all in about 12 minutes on the other channel. See you later. <laughs> see you, Pop. See you, guys.